The final chapter of this book is only four pages long. Most of it is a simple repetition of the book's key points. I will outline those points in a moment, but before I do, I would like to read you the very last paragraph of the book. Paragraph 429, quote, I am well aware that this work, far from being complete, is a mere sketch showing how certain Christian ideas look when observed from the standpoint of psychological experience. Since my main concern was to point out the parallelism or the difference between the empirical findings and our traditional views, a consideration of the disparities due to time and language proved unavoidable. This was particularly so in the case of the fish symbol. Inevitably, we move here on uncertain ground and must now and then have recourse to a speculative hypothesis or, tentatively, reconstruct a context. Naturally, every investigator must document his findings as fully as possible, but he should also venture an occasional hypothesis even at the risk of making a mistake. Mistakes are, after all, the foundations of truth. And if a man does not know what a thing is, it is at least an increase in knowledge if he knows what it is not. To Jung, this book was only a sketch. What to many of us is a wealth of knowledge concerning religious and psychological symbolism was only the tip of the iceberg to Jung. If this is a statement of fact from Jung rather than an attempt at humility, then who knows what else can be discovered that can be fit into the Jungian framework. I suppose that the discovery of this new material will be the work of the water carriers in the new Ion, a sort of movement filled with Jungian disciples. Granted, some might wince at this classification because it sounds like Jung was the forerunner of a cult, and I can understand that. Even Jordan Peterson understands that. However, to use Jordan Peterson's words, accusing Jung of starting a cult is like accusing a serial killer of stealing a loaf of bread. As I said from the beginning, I am not trying to pass judgment on Jung's findings with this series. I am merely trying to present them while also following Jung's logic. If you think Jung started a cult and that his conclusions are faulty, we should be open to that argument. If you think that Jung was onto something when trying to reconcile science with religion, we should also be willing to listen to that argument. If I can comment on one thing that Jung said that I personally think is true, it is that being open to opposing points of view is never a bad thing. By saying that, I am not validating Jung's theory regarding the Christian and anti-Christian fish coming together in the water. I am validating that sentiment on a purely secular level. In that vein, I would like to cite one final image that we can ponder over. At the beginning of Ion, there is a picture of the Mithraic god Ion, a human figure winged with a lion's head encircled by a great serpent. I cite the god Ion not because of his relation to the book's title, but because of the god's personal relation to Jung. According to Edinger, Jung held a seminar back in 1925 where he described an encounter he had with his unconscious mind. This is a process that Jung partook in regularly, detailing many of his encounters in Liber Novus, otherwise known as the Red Book. In this encounter, Jung met with the biblical figures of Salome and Elijah, and there was also a serpent with them. Here is what happened. Salome became very interested in me, and she assumed that I could cure her blindness. She began to worship me. I said, why do you worship me? She replied, you are Christ. In spite of my objections, she maintained this. I said, this is madness, and became filled with skeptical resistance. 
Then I saw the snake approach me. She came close and began to encircle me and press me in her coils. The coils reached up to my heart. I realized as I straggled that I had assumed the attitude of the crucifixion. In the agony and the straggle, I sweated so profusely that the water flowed down on all sides of me. Then Salome rose, and she could see. While the snake was pressing me, I felt that my face had taken on the face of an animal of prey, a lion or a tiger. In case you didn't guess, we see Jung transform into the Mithraic god Ion in this dream. Now as for what this dream means, Edinger offers an interpretation. Quote, I think that one of the things it means is that Jung is the first representative of the new Ion, and it was his experience to go through the initiation of being identified with the god Ion. Jung is the new Ion. He is the harbinger of the new Ion. What I call and what I think will in the future be called the Jungian Ion. Now I ask the question again. Is Edinger a willing participant in a baseless cult? Or is there something to Jung's observations? It all depends on whether or not you are willing to accept the autonomous existence of the unconscious psyche, which Jung tries to prove throughout this book. Let us recap. In chapter 2, Jung tries to demonstrate how the shadow and its unconscious contents can sometimes possess the human ego and manipulate it to its will. Chapter 3 discusses the archetypes of the anima and the animus, and how both can aid and possess the human ego. Chapter 4 introduces us to the concept of the self, the god image that all human beings strive to emulate, and that works through us via our conscience. Chapter 5 equates the Jungian self with Jesus Christ, because both symbols have exerted a similar level of power over humanity and our collective egos. As well, both figures represent a perfect union of light and dark qualities. Chapter 6 through 9 present the history of projecting this god image onto fish particularly because fish represent both positive and negative qualities. Jung also attempted to use the fish in the Pisces constellation to demonstrate the evolution of Christian and anti-Christian sentiments. In chapter 10 and 11, the symbol of the fish in alchemy is analyzed. We see how alchemical symbolism shares common patterns with the fish symbolism discussed in the previous chapters. In chapter 12, Jung reaffirms the purpose of the book, about how he is trying to reconcile the psychological, metaphysical world with the natural, material world. Jung concludes these attempts at reconciliation with Gnostic imagery in chapters 13 and 14. I suppose if you are trying to determine if Jung was starting a cult based off of superstitious nonsense, you need to ask yourself two questions. First of all, did anything in this book ring true to you? Did any of it speak to you on a deep, intangible level? If so, then you must ask yourself the second question. Does that feeling point to some transcendent, unconscious reality? I hesitate to answer that question at the moment, but what I will do is reassert my faith in my previous statement. We should all be willing to listen to the arguments presented to us. It is only by doing this that we can cast aside our tribal tendencies, mend our current divisions, and unite under one common banner, one common value. And that, of course, is the value of truth. And that was Ion. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Before you go, I want to leave you with a personal message. Doing this series has taken a lot out of me, emotionally and intellectually. As I type these last words into my script, a relief is flowing through my veins. I feel like I have confronted the literal Jungian shadow and come away bearing deep psychic scars. I am glad I made the journey, but I am nonetheless exhausted. I kindly ask you, if you have enjoyed this series at all, to please consider going to my Subscribestar page. Now before you click away, let me tell you about the special offer. If you donate $2 a month to me, you will get the full ION series in audio form. That way, if you have had trouble digesting everything in this series and can't spend all your time watching these videos on your computer, then you can take them with you on the go. You will get access to a private podcast feed where you can download each of these episodes to your phone, iPod, tablet, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This would really help me out with my current financial situation, and it will also help me to make more enlightening content in the future. There is a link to my Subscribestar campaign in the description box below. Also, I kindly ask you to share this video. If you know a fellow Jordan Peterson fan, share it with them. If the contents of this book changed your life for the better, you have the chance to give that to somebody else. Finally, I am looking to do a stream with Uberboyo in the near future where we do a recap of ION. If you have any questions or criticisms, please leave them in the comment section below so that we can address them at a later date. Thank you all so much for watching, and for the last time in this series, I want to remind you, stay yellow.